0: Welcome to an apostolic service. We're glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. Amen. Uh, my dad makes a statement in any pulpit he gets behind. He says we are unapologetically apostolic. So pardon us while we run the aisles and why we shout and while we dance. We just know what we used to be. But God stepped in on the scene. And we're standing here but by his grace, his mercy, his love, his blood that was shed for you and I. Such were some of you, but Calvary stepped on the scene in our lives and a man of God stood behind the pulpit and preached Acts two thirty-eight. And we're standing here today as a representation of the power of the Holy Ghost. I am nothing, but he is everything. I am nothing, but he is everything. I think, I think John was probably, John the Baptist was probably the epitome of a perfect preacher. I'm not that light. I'm sent to bear witness of that light. I'm just here to point you to who is the light. The true light that lighteth the world. God manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit. I call him Jesus because that's who he is amen amen praise god turn to the book of second kings chapter four with me second kings chapter four while you're turning there i want to say what an absolute honor it is to stand behind this pulpit and uh i briefly got to meet your bishop before service today and uh, it's an honor to have met him give you honor sir thank you for all that you have done for the kingdom Sincerely, I thank you. Amen. Amen. And to Pastor Myers, who has entrusted me to stand behind this pulpit today, it does not take long to realize that you have genuine apostolic leadership, and that's something that a young man like me is thankful for and hungry for is the real apostolic, and I, without a shadow of a doubt, know that your pastor is that, and I'm thankful for him today. Amen. Amen. To the worship team, what a fantastic job they just did leading us into the presence of God. I'm thankful not just for talent, but for anointed talent. I'll take anointing over talent any day, but when you get both, it's powerful. Amen. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse number 38. Lord, kind of begin to redirect me in between services. And uh, we're just going to see what God's going to do here today. I believe somebody... Before this service is over, can leave here healed, filled by the baptism of the Holy Ghost and set free from whatever you have come into this place with. I just know my God is able. Amen. Amen. And Elisha came to again to Gilgal and there was a dearth or a famine in the land and the sons of the prophet were sitting before him and he said unto his servant, sit on the great pot and see at the pottage for the sons of the prophets. And one went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and gathered thereof wild gourds in his lap full. And he came and shred them into the pot of pottage, for they knew them not. So they poured them out for the men to eat, and it came to pass that while they were eating of the pottage that they cried out and said, O thou man of God, there is death in the pot. They could not eat thereof, but he, the man of God said, bring meal. Somebody say meal and cast it into the pot. And he said, pour it out for the people that they may eat. And there was no harm in the pot. He said, bring some meal for the thing that is unto death. And immediately the harm was taken out of the pot. The next few moments with the help of the holy ghost i want to try to preach to you on this subject the cure for death the cure for death would you set your bibles down beside you would you lift your hands and would you truly ask that god would minister to us today lord right now i'm asking that you begin to move upon the hearts of your people every person that is here the spirit begin to draw as only it can Lord, anoint me like you've never anointed me and use me like you've never used me, God. Lord, I just want to point people to you that is the light today. I thank you for your word, God. I thank you for your people. I pray that we would come together in unity right now, one mind, one accord. I pray that we would have a book of Acts experience right now, God. I pray that we would continue writing that beautiful book in this service here today. Fill people with the Holy Ghost, set people free, break chains, open prison doors, heal, set free, deliver. Do what only you can do in this house today, God. For we know that it's not by our might and it's not by our power, God, but it's by your spirit that it's going to happen in this place today. So move, God. Move right now, God. Would you lift your hands and would you begin to just praise the Lord for just a moment? Come on, somebody praise the Lord for just a moment. Amen. Amen. High five your neighbor before you're seated and say, God's going to do it. Say it with a little bit more conviction. High five somebody else. Say, I said, God's going to do it. Amen. Amen. If you're glad to be in the house of God today, why don't you just shout amen or a hallelujah? Amen. Since the fall of man in the garden, we have had a war on sin and death. The simple and brutal reality that I feel so urged today to say from this pulpit is that we are encased in something called flesh. And we will forever be at war with it. The simple truth is that We are abiding inside of a fleshly exterior, that which will always be in battle of submitting to the perfect will and plan of God. Our flesh is at war with his spirit. Romans 6.23 reminds us what the wages of sin truly are. It says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. The curse on every person here today that does not have the Spirit of God is simply death. But today is a day where we can get the answer to the death. Galatians begins to give us an example of what the sins of the flesh are. I'll read this from the message translation because it just makes it as plain as day. In Galatians 5.19, it says it is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex, a sinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness trinket gods magic show religion paranoid loneliness cutthroat competition all consuming yet never satisfied once a brutal temper an impotence to love or to be loved divided homes divided lives a small-minded and lopsided pursuits The vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addiction, ugly parodies of community. The brutal reality today is, is that the curse of sin is death unto us as a people. And Romans says in 517, if by one man's offense, Death reigned by one. Much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign by one, Christ Jesus. Thankfully, I can tell everybody here today that nobody in this temple of flesh, there isn't one person that's here, whether you have the gift of the Holy Ghost or you don't that is not at war with the wages of sin. Romans shows us this, for we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. David said, we are shaped in iniquity. Nobody here is perfect. Everybody is fighting with the curse of life today. And that is the sinful nature of our flesh. But John says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins and or repent of our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him the liar. And his word is not in us. First John makes it very evident. The word is what abides in us. So I begin to look into the pages of the scripture. And I begin to find that there is a cure to this curse. That there is an answer to this death. That there is an option for you here today. That there is a choice that you can make here today. I love these scriptures because it begins to foretell not only that we all have sin, but furthermore that we all have accessibility not to sin and that there is a cure for that that can live inside of us. John said, he said it, I mean, Matthew said in John 4, in Matthew 4 and 4, that, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone." but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The word today is the cure to death. We begin to see in my text that there was a famine in the land and that there was people that went out to search for a wild gourd because the prophet said, let's have some pottage. And as they put this in the pot, unknowingly, they put a curse of death upon their life. Uh, We need to remember that if you are here today and you do not know about this glorious gospel, you do not know here today that your actions are that of a life of sin, but today I want to preach to you that there is sin and we all fight it. And the men of God begin to look at them and say, this is the answer to the death that is in the pot. Put some meal in the pottage and consume the meal. Commentary suggests that the poison of the unknown was unto their death, and that this is representation of sin. They also suggest that the meal is representation of the word that is the bread that is the answer to our life here today. What am I trying to preach to you? I am trying to bring to the forefront of the pages of scripture. Simply put like this, John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was the life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the the light that all men through him might believe. Are you ready? He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That light, somebody shout, was the true light. Shout, true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him. To give him power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Now, my first point here today is if believing was enough to receive, then John would have stopped writing by saying they believed on his name and they were saved. But that's not where the writer stopped. He said, then they were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but they were born of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Somebody shout true light. Somebody shout true light. As I was sitting in the chair just a few moments ago, that word began to rumble in my spirit. I began to do a very quick study and I showed it to Pastor Myers. That word true light there comes from the Greek root of the first letter of the alphabet where you get the letter A. But they have a beautiful way of defining that letter true light, its definition. Now, they say it's the alpha light, such as the alpha and omega. So, what he was saying is. In the beginning, there was a light, and the light that came into the world is the same light that was only begotten of the Father. So, I want to preach to you here today. You will not get a portion of a triune Godhead in just a few moments when you come to this altar and repent of your sins. But when God fills you, you're going to get a true light the Alpha and Omega light, the beginning and the ending light, the one who was, is, and still is to come. Because there's one Lord, and there's one faith, and there's one baptism, and his name is? I said his name is? He's the alpha light. That means he's the beginning of everything. That means before you had a sin, you had a, you had a God. Before you ever had an issue in your life, you had a, before you ever had a sickness in your body, you had a, before sin ever came into the world, you had a, before there was ever a cancer cell to enter into the bloodstream of humanity, you had a, before you ever had a depression, you had a, before you ever had an oppression, you had a, before you ever had a sickness, you had a, What am I trying to say? Your answer is not in the theology of man. Your answer is not in the wisdom of men. Your answer is not born of the will of man, nor born of the will of flesh. But today, the answer to humanity is God manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit. I've come today to preach Jesus, the all in all, the answer I'm still a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy rolling, born again, heaven-bound believer. I still believe there's one Lord, and he robed himself in flesh. His name is Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. You ought to praise the Lord, because God's in this room. You ought to shout with a voice of triumph, because the answer is here, God in the flesh, God in the flesh. Come on, shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. That same letter that calls him the atom light, that calls him the alpha light, also says he is the atom light, as is the A-T-O-M, the creative substance of which scientists suggest all things are made. So not only is he the beginning of all, but he's the creative substance of which all was made. That's why in the beginning God said he didn't just speak but he's released himself into the atmosphere and his creative nature begin to go to work on our behalf that's why today your sickness does not intimidate me That's why today your dilemma does not scare me. That's why today your sin is not greater because he is the creative substance and the beginning of everything that was. So when I preach Jesus, I'm not preaching a portion. I'm preaching the all in all. Somebody say he's the Adam light. He's the alpha light. He's the beginning of everything. That's why. He said I'm Emmanuel God with us That's why uh, in moments like in John 8 and 10 When Jesus had lifted himself up And saw none but the woman He said unto her Woman where are those uh, that accuse you Uh, Hath no man condemned thee She said no man Lord And Jesus said unto her Neither do I Neither uh, do I And he looks right at her He said woman I am the light of the world he's the light of the world he's that alpha light the beginning light he is that always and forever that's why he can make statements like in john 6 47 verily verily i say unto you he that believeth on me hath everlasting life i am the bread of life Because I am the creative substance of which everything that is made is made. I am the word, the bread of life. Your fathers ate some manna, but they died in the wilderness with theirs. This bread, which has ascended down from heaven. This bread, you'll never hunger again. You don't need a fancy message here today. You don't need a profound revelation here today. You need to remember that when you got God, you got it all. And I don't wish... To be profound, but I wish to stand up here as the apostle did and say, and my speech and my preaching is not with enticing words of man wisdom, but I do want to come today in the demonstration of the Alpha and Adam light. I come here today to say, if he was the healer then, he's the healer now. If he was the filler then, he's the filler now. I've come today to say, that which was born has to be born of God. John said, that believed on him in 1 John, but you said you couldn't stop there, which were born. What were they born of? Not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. What does that tell me? That tells me that theology that was dreamed up by man is not the answer. That tells me that when Catholicism decided to change the course of history with something that they created within their own mind and their own will, it's not the answer. That the Roman Catholic Church did not have the answer. But they got behind closed doors and made it easy for man. But God said you must be born. How can a man be born a a second time? Can he enter into his mother's womb? No, Nicodemus. You must be born again of water and of spirit. Nicodemus, water and... or You can't get into the kingdom of God by the creative power. He looked right at him and said, in john fourteen twenty at that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you." How do we know, Jesus? Because he said in Luke 24, 49, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. All right, Jesus, how do I know when I get this? How do I know when it comes down? How do I know when you're going to baptize me with it? How do I know I get what you told Nicodemus? How do I know, Jesus? I'll tell you how you know. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like and as unto a fire. And it set upon each of them. And And they were all filled. And they were all filled. And they were all filled filled uh, with that inducing from on high, uh, with that power from the throne, uh, the Holy uh, Ghost. uh, And they begin to speak with other tongues uh, as the Spirit uh, gave them the utterance. But I heard it coming from the upper room and I didn't know what to do. I heard it happening, but I didn't know how to receive. I knew the father had come and gave us the answer that he promised us. So what do I do? Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren. Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them. You want to know how you get born of water and of spirit? Then Then Peter said unto them. Then Peter said unto them. Then Peter said unto them, repent. Repent. You got to start with repentance uh, and be baptized, uh, every one of you, uh, in the name uh, of Jesus Christ uh, for the remission of sins. Uh, and ye shall uh, receive, uh, and ye shall uh, receive uh, the gift uh, of the Holy Ghost. And when I got the Holy Ghost, I didn't get a little bit of the portion of a triune Godhead. But I'll tell you what I got. I got the Son. I got it all. I got Emmanuel. I got the Father and the Son. I got all in all because he was Emmanuel, God with us. He was God manifest in the flesh. He was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. But that's just for them in the book of Acts. That's not for us. All I have to do is receive and accept. No, for the promise is unto you and unto your children and unto all, all, all. All that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call and with many of the words he did testify and exhort saying save yourselves from this untoward generation this is a crazy world and we live in a wicked generation but they understood and they gladly received his word and were baptized So today, if you're wanting your way out of sin, today, if you're wanting your way out of a life that will take you nowhere, I propose to you the cure to death Jesus. He's still the answer to the hurting and the broken. He's still the bread of life. He's still the light of the world. He's still the healer. He's still the redeemer. He's still the way maker. He's still the way where there is no way. He's still the hope where there is no hope. He's still the peace where there is no peace. He'll pick you up. He'll turn you. I wish I had a testimony from somebody that's got what I'm preaching. He'll pick you up and he'll turn you around. He'll place your feet on solid ground. He'll send you on the path to Righteousness uh, and won't lead you astray. Uh, he'll put a shepherd in your life uh, after His own heart uh, that'll stand and preach uh, the word of God. So I say today, uh, if you want to come out of this world uh, and be separate, uh, the answer is: Oh, would you stand all across this house, uh, and would you lift your hands, uh, and would you shout uh, unto the Lord? Uh, Come on, shout unto the Lord. Somebody release some faith. God's here. The one that spoke the sun, the moon, and the stars. The one that told the ocean to stop. The one that separated the light from the darkness. The one that created mountains and valleys. The one that... He's here. He's here. If you're hurting, he's here. If you're sick, he's here. If you're broken, he's still the master potter. Whatever you're here today needing, God in the flesh, Jesus. Oh, somebody shout. Somebody shake yourself for a moment. Somebody clap your hands. Somebody rejoice. Somebody praise God because he's still the answer. Come on. Get lost in who he is for a moment. Get lost in his splendor and his majesty and his joy and his peace in his hope and his love. Come on, somebody, shout for just a moment. Come on. I I wish somebody uh, would just go ahead and remember who saved you, uh, who healed you, uh, who picked you up, uh, who turned you around, uh, who gave you a life beyond yourself. I wish somebody uh, would remember it was Jesus. It was Jesus. We're about to see a manifestation of the power and the splendor and the majesty of God Almighty in this house right now. I was in a service preaching something a little bit like this and a lady come forward and I could tell she need, hadn't had a need and I walked up to her I said, what do you need from God? She said, I had a stroke six years ago and I'm blind in my right eye and my left eye is almost gone. She said, I don't have much hope, she said, it won't be long before I'm blind in both eyes. All right. Of course, that's the first one that comes forward. So I said, lift your hands. God's here. That's it. And I commanded it to go. And she looked at me and I looked at her and she started shaking her head and looking and shaking her head and looking. And I said, you can see, can't you? And she grabbed those glasses and flung them across the room and just started praising. I feel the Holy Ghost all across the house she said jesus jesus i was in another service at another revival a lady had a baby who was diagnosed with down syndrome that's a chromosome deficiency that's something wrong in the dna but i know the creator of all who's not limited by what is already made who can reach down into mud And mix his perfect DNA with some dirt. uh, And create the perfect uh, chromosomes uh, to match blindness in the Bible. So I I said, all right. Uh, I said, we're going to pray for the baby. So we got some oil and we anointed the child. And we spoke the name of Jesus. And I said, by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, I command that virtue flow from heaven and heal this child right now. I didn't see a difference right then. I'm going to be honest with you. But about two weeks later she come praising down that center aisle we're holding that baby she said i took him to the doctors she said and somehow god rewrote the chromosomes in this baby's life I'm telling you he'll reach beyond the flesh get down into the blood get down into the DNA because he's not limited by you and he's not limited by me but he's still God almighty he's still the everlasting he's still the wonderful counselor the mighty God the everlasting father the prince of peace he's still him There's about to be many notable miracles in this house. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, I feel them walk into the room right now. I rebuke every doubting and lying spirit by the authority of the name of Jesus. We're about to have a dynamic move of the Holy Ghost and you're about to leave healed and filled by the word of God. <laughs> Go ahead and just praise him Mister. you feel it for a moment. That same revival went about 17 weeks. Another lady sitting about right where you are. I had no idea, but just preaching. And all of a sudden I seen two arms go up and a squall let out. And she just went running with both arms in the air the whole time. I looked at the pastor, he said she's been paralyzed in her right arm since birth, couldn't ever lift it above anything. That just, it just hung down here like this. But when the power of God, nobody even had to lay hands on her. He doesn't need me and he doesn't need you. He just needs somebody that's willing to say, I'm ready for it to happen right now. So if you're hungry today for anything I've preached about, I just want you to lift your hand. My God, that's a hundred percent. We're about to have a move of the Holy Ghost in this house. Are you ready, church? I feel faith in the building. It's here. There are miracles, signs, and wonders here. It's going to happen right now. Ministry, ministry, I want you to hear me for just a moment. If you're in ministry right now, unless you have a need, I want you to look at people. Now God's just going to heal people by his spirit, but there's going to be some people that are seeking the Holy Ghost that's going to need you to go lay hands on them. And you know who they are better than I do, that's here, that needs the Holy Ghost. So when I speak the word of faith, I want you to get ready. If you got to go out in the altars, if you got to go out in the pew, wherever you got to go, ministry, get ready lay hands on people, because there's about to be a multitude receive the Holy Ghost. I don't know how many is here, but they're all about to get it in Jesus' name. And if you need a miracle, we're going to do two separate pushes. First, we're going to do it for the Holy Ghost. And then second, we're going to do it for miracles. So I'm asking everybody that knows somebody that needs the Holy Ghost, either go to them now or get ready to go to them when the word of faith is spoken. All right, ministry, do you hear me? If you're here today, and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue. I just want you to raise your hand. There's no judgment here. You've never received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue. Beautiful. Ministry, do you see the hands that are up? I'm not even gonna ask you to leave where you are because you don't have to. God's gonna feel you right where you're at. Just leave your hand up so somebody can get to you. If you want the Holy Ghost, ministry, I want you to turn around and look. There's people that need the Holy Ghost. Go stand by them. There's one right here in the altar. There's another young man right here that needs the Holy Ghost. There's a man right there, there's a lady in the back that wants to receive the Holy Ghost. There's a young man right here that wants to receive the Holy Ghost. There's a lady right here that wants to receive the Holy Ghost. There's two men in the back that want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hey, you don't have to be a preacher, you just got to have the Holy Ghost. So why don't you go stand by somebody that needs the Holy Ghost if you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost now? Come on young man, come on young ladies, go stand by somebody that needs the Holy Ghost. Now, you want to know how it really, they, they just begin to minister to one to another. Why else do you think when Paul was writing about the gifts of the Spirit, right after he got done, he began to talk about the Spirit of unity. Because when there's unity and people are willing to work together, that's when suddenly shows up. And that's when the gifts of the Spirit are going to be made extremely evident right here, right now. If you're here and you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you had your hand up, we're about to repent together the whole churches the whole body and we're going to get anything out of our lives that's going to stand in the way of us receiving the baptism of the holy ghost if you're ready to receive god in all of his totality this is your moment right here right now every hand lifted all across the house now together if you don't know how to repent just repeat after me but if you do would you would you just repent with me i want every voice going to heaven together in unity lord Forgive me of my sins, the things that I have done, God, against you and against your kingdom. Let the sweet blood wash me and cleanse me. Forgive me of my sins and my faults, my failures, the things that I have done. Anything that would hinder me receiving the Holy Ghost right now. Forgive me. Now, I just want you to lift your hands and just love him for a moment. Just love him for a moment. Ministry, when they receive the Holy Ghost, I just want you to wave your hand at me. Come on, let's just love him for a few more moments. Faith is here. It's here right now. Just bless his name. Now, if you're here to receive the Holy Ghost, I want you to focus on believing right now. I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost. Start telling yourself that. I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost. Focus in on it because God's going to give it to you. I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost. It's going to happen right now. God's going to do it right now. I'm going to receive it right now. That's it. I feel some faith coming here. Come on, tell yourself, I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost. Tell yourself again, I'm going to receive the Holy. It's my gift according to God. I'm about to receive the gift he's been trying to give me. Tell yourself, I'm about to receive my gift, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now that you got faith and you know you're going to receive it, I want you to listen to me. We already have one that just received the Holy Ghost. I I said, we already have one that just received the Holy ghost. Are you ready? It's here. When I say in Jesus name, lay your hand on their head and they're going to receive the baptism of the Holy ghost right now. And people that are trying to receive it, I just want you to begin to say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because it's the highest word of praise and he inhabits the praises of his people. Now church body, I'm asking you to rejoice with those that are trying to receive. Are you ready? By the authority of the Word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, receive ye the baptism of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Now everybody say hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, say it, hallelujah. 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 We got another one, that's two. Come on, hallelujah, worship the Lord. That's two that's just received the Holy Ghost. Wave at me when they receive it. Come on, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's three that just received the Holy Ghost. Come on. Hallelujah. You can get it now. Come on, worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, shout. Shout, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, that's three that's just received it. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Three have received the Holy Ghost. Come on, in Jesus' name Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost It's your gift That's it, hallelujah Come on, keep saying it Hallelujah, hallelujah Come on, keep saying it, hallelujah He's going to inhabit right here I feel it coming, hallelujah Come on, worship them Worship them Lay your hand on their head Lay your hand on their head and say, Receive the Holy Ghost. That's four They that just received the Holy Ghost. Come on, church. God's doing it. Let's rejoice. Rejoice. Come on. Let's rejoice. Come on. Shout unto the Lord. Shout! Come on, church. Shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph.